Tunicorns. I'm here with my laid pass. Welcome back to Tiffany Tunup, podcasting witch. Okay, so listen, on the day that I went to record the podcast for this week, that again, you know, normally for my regular listeners drops on a Wednesday, um, my Wi-Fi, or as John Dixon said, Wi-Fi, <laughs> Oh, my Wi-Fi was down um, just randomly the night that I was supposed to record. When I got home and got all settled in and tried to connect to the Wi-Fi, uh, it was not operational. And it was too late to get a service technician out. And so there's that. Um, I know that sometimes Xfinity or Comcast or however you know it to be gets a bad rep for like customer service and the things of that nature um however listen I was moody once I realized that the wi-fi was out and um (laughs) I didn't really feel like talking to a customer service rep and so the best choice of um method for me was to get on the app and do the chat thing. Um, as long as they're super responsive, that was fine with me. So I got on the chat thing. We did all the troubleshooting, you know, all the crap they tell you to do. Unplug it from the wall, not from the wall, from the modem, not from the modem, whatever. Um, it wasn't working. So they got a technician out literally the next day, um, which was yesterday which was Wednesday um when it was supposed to drop but I didn't get a chance to record last night either guys so um they came right in the window when they said they were gonna come and they came at the beginning of the window I hate those cable internet whatever um windows where it's like oh we'll be there between three and five and you never know if they're going to come at three or between three and five or at five because technically um I actually used to work um for a cable uh, internet phone service company and yeah they do have that whole window to get there and it and they don't have to come at the very beginning and they have until the very end of the window to come so you just don't know it's like a big ass surprise and for the rest of my Virgos um, in the world y'all know we don't like surprises Virgos we are very structured people we're a very structured people we do not like surprises because normally surprises are not good they aren't good surprises and even good surprises can be triggering like if you surprise a Virgo with the trip it's not that we're not grateful it's that we like to be prepared and because we're creatures of habit this may work out for you so take note if you're dating a Virgo um and you want to surprise them you better surprise them around their routine things, okay? And even then, they still might have a little anxiety about it. Um, but it's not because they're not appreciative. They just like to be prepared. So if you're trying to surprise a Virgo, um, like I said, for instance, with a trip, you better make sure that trip is planned around um, their hair appointments, their nail appointments, which most Virgos will usually do all that in one walk like probably the same weekend or the same day will usually take a whole day to do all the maintenance of the hair the waxing the nails the feet whatever it is it usually happens in the same week because we want all that stuff to be snatched together so we don't really separate appointments unless we absolutely have to so if you think you're gonna surprise the virgo listen you better get to know them deeply and know when they get their haircut, when they get their manicure, when they get all the things, because then they'll be have less anxiety about going or doing whatever it is that you want them to do in, around other people, or especially when it comes to going on a trip, because we just want to be right. We just want to be snatched. So it's nothing personal. It's just that, you know, surprises are a lot. <laughs> for a Virgo so with that being said I was very happy that they came at the top of the hour um, for the appointment and literally were here for maybe 45 minutes and was gone about their business so that made me very happy so here I am ready to record and today I am amazing myself and y'all probably gonna talk so much crap about me but judge your mom and any affiliating family members that you may need to judge um I am recording from my laptop instead of my phone, which I normally record from my phone. And today I was like, well, let me just see because my phone is charging. 
And so um, it requires a lot of um, energy or battery use to do the podcast from my phone. And so today I decided to um, toy around with being able to record on the laptop and I just never thought to do it. Not that I didn't think you could. I just never thought to do it. Um, so here we are and I can use my phone to um, navigate some of the things we'll talk about and um, should be fun. So bear with me, family, <laughs> as I um, try this new process. So let's back it up for the weekend rewind. Even though there's a new weekend approaching as of tomorrow, <laughs> today is Thursday uh, the 23rd. Um, and so if I can back it up to last Friday, last Friday was really, really great. I actually hung out with, uh, one of my favorite girls, my home girl, Lily, and we went to go see our favorite bartender that I have bragged about at least a couple times, uh, on this show. And he, again, never ceases to amaze us with the amazing drinks and it was his last day at the place that we went to um that i mentioned before moots um it's downtown i think it's on library uh, moots m-o-o-t-z and it's like authentic uh italian style thin crust pizza and they have other offerings on the menu um but it was his last day there so we went to visit him but i know all the other places he goes or he bartends at so i'm not sad but i do like books so i'm just mad that he's not bartending there anymore <laughs> but i shall follow him wherever he goes because he's the bomb and that's what it is um so me and lily we get to uh moots and we chill we hang, we have drinks, we talk about things, we catch up. Um, she invites a guy friend, male friend. Listen, the man was fine. The man had taste in fashion. The man smelled good. The man had good conversation. The man was a Sagittarius and the man was off the market. And that's what I be trying to tell y'all about Sagittarius. Sagittarius! Woo, baby, y'all like to carry on like y'all are free and not attached when y'all are. And that is the worst part about y'all because y'all are so interesting. Y'all are so fun to be around. Um, y'all are good with the hygiene. Like I don't think I've personally met a Sag, a male Sag, especially anyone that I've dated. Um... And even ones that I haven't have bad hygiene. Like, y'all are really good at that. Even if y'all aren't the best at fashion, y'all are good at hygiene. That's one thing I can say. If you know any Sagittarius that don't have good hygiene, listen, hit me up with your horror stories and I'll gladly anonymously read them on the podcast. Um, Tiffany Tuneup, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com and we can talk about it. I'll try to uh, coach you right on through your feelings because I get it. Um, so that was Friday. We went to um, there to Moots and then when we left Moots, I don't know, can y'all hear that ice cream truck? I don't know if y'all can hear it or not, but I have my balcony window open and I live like not in the center of downtown, but in downtown Detroit. And so um, I like to look out the window for like inspiration and when I'm writing. And I kind of forgot that the balcony window was open. And so I hear the ice cream truck and it's very nostalgic. And I didn't know if you guys could hear it or not. But if you can't, we just wasted a few seconds of the podcast. No worries. I just wanted to warn y'all that several other sounds may come. And I will not be closing my window. Because it's starting to pretend like it wants to be hot in Detroit. We never know um, with the weather in Michigan. So I'm just trying to enjoy it. So please uh, bear with your girl. Uh, so that was um, then when we left Moots. Um, we wound up going to. Oh, man, my mind is escaping me for the moment. The griot. Okay, I'm back. Um, because I was, <laughs> I almost was about to call it the Music Lounge, but that's not the name of it. It's the griot Music Lounge. Really low-key spot, Black-owned. Um, the, the atmosphere, I don't know on a daily basis what the atmosphere is, because they do have 
um, you know, open like kind of in the midday. Um, but if you go on a Saturday night, the mood was very, very grown. It was very, very nice. It's definitely somewhere you can take your significant other or definitely go like a first date. It was a good first date vibe because they play dope music. Like they play good stuff like that DJ was going from Sade, like the live version, Prince live version, doing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, it was so good. And we were deep in our feelings definitely by the time we left because, you know, our bartender had got us all the way together at the previous bar. So we were already in our fields. And then to get to the griot where um, the owner, he was very personable. He walked up, he shook hands. Uh, sorry, I don't remember his name, but um, I'm assuming you can google it because everything is googleable and um you know older guy gentleman black guy um asked us if we were having a good time we were um and it was just like a nice chill spot um really 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 nice i'm always happy to support local uh, black businesses especially in that area it's in the midtown area um where you know a lot of things are becoming gentrified and we are not owning a lot of these new businesses and things that are popping up so um i was glad to go and support and it's really nice in there y'all so if you ever get a chance to visit the grill i highly suggest that you do um had a really really great time saturday so let me tell you how saturday went and this can be in conjunction with giving y'all an ep update so saturday i had a studio session scheduled with uh drake um, Drake D'Angelo who will be featured on the EP and um, we decided at the very last minute like oh we should go to breakfast you know get it out the way eat something and then be good to go to the studio because all my singers all my uh, music people you guys know we do not eat prior to going to the studio um, at least bare minimum an hour and we do not eat or consume dairy that day at all Okay, I mean, if you for real, for real, but if you do <laughs> eat or consume dairy, you definitely don't do it like an hour, bare minimum, that's bare minimum, prior to uh, when you know you're going into um, a performance or a studio session or anytime you have to use your voice in a, um, a vocal way, we don't do that. So we were like, okay, we'll go to breakfast early, we'll get it, you know, ourselves together, and then by the time the studio session comes, we'll be good. Well... Studio session wound up getting uh, postponed like an hour before um, it was uh, the studio I'm working with person had a family emergency. So I totally understand family emergencies. However, we have not uh, rescheduled yet. And, you know, whoo, I'm trying not to let my um, anxiety about it get the best of me and Drake definitely we talk all the time like it's like we're brother and sisters and I can appreciate him he's also a Virgo so he understands my semi-madness sometimes and one thing he said recently to me was you know don't let the small setback um derail all the progress that you've done your songs are great you know things are still going to happen um they're just not happening right now or it's just a small glitch in the matrix so i appreciated hearing that when i heard it because i'm super passionate about this ep y'all and even though <laughs> it's easy for me to talk about the ep with with y'all because my listeners aren't um, as big as i would like them to be yet but i know it's coming um and i appreciate my grassroots like i'm gonna look back um at the dedicated listeners i have now and like forever be grateful for y'all and and really be able to like understand where I came from with the grassroots of it also um, on bigger platforms or like my actual social media. I don't talk about the EP. I just kind of document as I go along so that I can have something for my memories and my keepsake. But I don't really talk about it because I just don't want to talk about it fully until it's done, which is hard because, man, on the upside of that, um, Great things are happening on the other end, but I'll I'll get to the good things in accordance to the EP. So um, that was later on in the week. Uh, so let's move on from Saturday morning. So after that little small bummer news, um, I wound up 
going out with two of my work wives, two of the three, which is not bad. And one of them who just had a little toot-toot baby. He is everything. He is so cute and so precious. Um, and we went to, out to eat, and he's like nine days old. Um, well, now like 12, but nine days at the time. And she apparently was like, I got to get out this house. I'm about to bundle him up like never before. And I will see y'all in a minute. And let me tell y'all something. Mamas who, especially who, mamas who ain't first time mamas. And you, especially you ain't got no kids. Don't think you about to tell a mama when or when she can't bring her kid out or whatever. I didn't even waste my breath. One, because I understand the being in the house and not going nowhere. When you are used to being a mover and a shaker, like when your whole life is um you know I work I'm a I'm a working woman I am you know um I'm a mover and a shaker that's all I can say she works full-time uh she's a beast she dances uh such a beautiful dancer and so she sings like so she's not you know that this um Remommying after 10 years it's like whoo what is this i got to, what so i was so grateful because me being in a, a tiny funk about um not being able to record or go to the studio that day listen that baby babies are so magical babies are magical little beings um and he smelled like baby and it's so funny because before we went i was like oh i hope she just smell like baby like i didn't I did not expect her to bring the baby, but the fact that she brought the baby, listen, he brought that whole restaurant joy. Random people wanted to take a picture, and that's so weird. People are so weird when it comes to babies, like total, complete strangers. Like, can I please take a picture of your baby? And she was being so nice about it. Nobody touched the baby, but she's like, well, he is fine, you know, I guess, you know, um, as long as people weren't being weird trying to hold him and things, you know, it was fine. But I know also people don't really mean it. It's just... <sighs> let me just say I'm glad I'm on the other side where I'm honorary auntie and I actually got to hold the baby and me and my other work wife we were just holding him like he was a piece of fine china like <laughs> wrapping him up in swaddling clothes like he was the baby Jesus <laughs> because he's so tiny and precious and those little bitty hands and little bitty feet and uh Y'all, they almost took me out. I'm just, your girl almost got, got, you know. Luckily, nobody's acting right uh, concerning me possibly shooting for a kiddo. Um, so I didn't really have the urge to come home and, like, harass my significant other to try for a baby or anything. Because I don't have one. So <laughs> that saved the day. Okay? Um, but the baby's beautiful. Uh, baby mama draw. Congratulations to you, mama. Uh, he is everything, and uh, congratulations to you and your boo daddy uh, on the new addition to your family. I know that um, your oldest son is being the best big brother ever, and so that's the good thing about the age gap, right, between siblings, because like me and my little sister are seven years apart, and I was very instrumental in raising her. Like, I was very instrumental in, like, um, helping with her because that was my boo. Like, that was my girl. When my little sister was born, I was um, seven, but I was the only girl in the house because my big sister had moved out when I was six. Um, so, because she's 10 years older than me, so she moved out and it was only me and my brothers and I was annoyed because my mom worked a lot. Um, and so, I was the only girl in the house. And I, so when my sister came out, I was like, yes, a friend, a confidant, an ally in this fight. Because, woo, Chile, um, them boys used to get on my nerves all the time. And they still do. True to fact. So, um, yeah, that age gap is probably helping you right now. So I'm sure, although you're probably like, why did I start all the way over? You're also like, yay, because I have a big brother that helps. And it gives enough, from to me, I think it gives enough time for... So when he, your oldest son would be 20 or her oldest son would be 20, like I'm talking to her, her oldest son would be 20, the baby would be 10. So that's a real big brother, big brother. So like when he get 30, baby would be 20 and he'll have a big brother to kind of help him navigate through college, navigate through life. And I think that's so dope. So I understand the age gap and I actually think it's not a hindrance in the least. Um, and I hope she also doesn't feel that way <laughs> um, either. So that being said, 
that was like the highlight of my Saturday in addition to going to breakfast with Drizzy Drake. And then Sunday, me and Lily back at it again, um, decided to go to brunch where we knew the bartender there as well too like um one ellie san diego she's a dope uh poet rapper um also hostess if you ever need her to host an event hit her up she's bomb her voice is like uh, it's it's um i don't want to say addictive but she has a like a great voice so um went to visit her went to gold cash gold and I haven't been a gold cash goat in a long time. And the last time I went, I remember it kind of being like, eh, man. However, what I ordered this time, it was great. It was just a basic, kind of basic breakfast you can get anywhere, like bacon, eggs, potatoes type of situation. But it was so good, though. Like, it was prepared really, really well. Um, so I was grateful for that. And, of course, we had to drink some more. So this whole weekend was full of drinks, laughs, love, music, um, a few setbacks, but also, you know, some good times. So the good times outweighed the disappointment, I will say that. And then um, I'm just going to incorporate a little bit of the week. So Monday came along and um, I had a meeting um, with the one and only John Dixon, um, who is producing one of the songs on my EP and this particular song super 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 important to me um because it's actually the first song I ever wrote in my life uh, it's the first song that I wrote that let me know that I was a writer and I was like oh like I wrote poems all the time I wrote short stories all the time um but had never written a song and so this is the first song I ever wrote as a song uh, as a um young adult and I was like oh my god I can write songs and I always sung and I was singing actively like in choirs but to know that I could put words together and form a song was huge for me um and so this particular song did not have a track um like the other songs on the EP I was able to find these tracks this particular song had a track had to be made so I had to like sing to him and he had to render back chords and keys and Listen, the finished product is so fire. Like, I cannot wait uh, to share it with you guys. Also found it hilarious that he decided that we should take a trip back down memory lane. Uh, me and John Dixon actually went to high school together. And he came our junior year um, of high school. And I went to Performing Arts High School. I think I mentioned that before. Um, and... We were so grateful when he came, like our class of uh, O2, when he came because he's so talented and we just had a bunch of talented people. And I'm not saying any of the other classes weren't talented, but in in my scope of my four years there, the O2s were one of the most talented classes. And I'm not just saying that because I was an O2, but we had some freaking talent and people who have gone on to do some really, really great things um, within the arts industry, uh, whether it be visual arts or acting, dancing, uh, singing, any of those things, um, people have gone on to do great things um, from the class of 02. So um, he decided that he wanted to pull out the yearbook on me. And man, you talking about the tears rolling? The tears rolling. The, <laughs> the tears rolling and the memories, just some of the pictures I saw, it, it was definitely a... a, a trip back down memory lane so shout out to you John Dixon for being on my project for being so diligent for being a man of your word um and just really really creating magic on the track like I cannot wait until the world hears it so that's the last like piece of the uh I guess the musical puzzle in regards to tracks being finished on the EP and so now we're just in the studio trying to record the songs and that's where we are so <sighs> say a prayer for your girl y'all I'm excited but I'm trying not to be overly anxious it's really hard so um that was Monday and then not to fast forward through things but um I got to go out with my favorite candle slash um <laughs> shea butter slash bath scrub girl uh vicky roby um we went out to eat and with a videographer extraordinaire and photog extraordinaire uh desmond love and that was fun and then uh yesterday oh wait tuesday 
what did I do Tuesday? I don't know, y'all. It's a blur. But Wednesday, I, uh, yesterday, I went out with my homegirl. Also, uh, photog extraordinaire, uh, Nicole Ashley um, Allen, which is her website, but Nicole Ashley G, because she's a married woman. <laughs> and we went to Green Dot Stables, y'all. Green Dot Stables, oh, it's just such a bop. It's such a good restaurant bar because everything is kind of like small plates, but it's a sliders. Um, but they're not sliders like White Castle size. I would say they're a little bigger than that. And they pack a good, like, you will get full if you get, like, three or four um, sliders. And maybe, like, an appetizer, like, fries or the wedge salad. Because everything is, like, in small plate form. And it's so great. And then all the drinks, y'all, are, like, $3. The cocktails are $3. Um, I think the most, and y'all know how I feel about Hennessy, so let's never forget. I think the most, like, even the top shelf liquors are, like, 5 or $6. Like, Grey Goose is $6. And... Um, Hennessy is like five or four or something like that. So, y'all, it's a good time if you are in the Corktown area. That is where Green Dot Staples is, and it be slapping and bracking in there. So, you know, don't be mad if it's a little wait when you get there. They usually move pretty fast, so I wouldn't get deterred if you get there and it's only like a 15 20 minute wait. Just sit at the bar and wait, have your little three dollar drinks, and then when your table comes up, then go because you will not be disappointed. I think I had the corned beef slider i had the gyro slider and then i had one called hot brown it was chicken and bacon and something else and the philly man listen i had to order another corned beef one because listen <laughs> i was not done apparently and it was delicious so i would recommend green dot stables to you guys um when you get a chance to go and that is the tea on that that is the ketchup on my weekend slash some of the week rewind and uh coming up is memorial day weekend so i will if i get into any debauchery i will let you guys know um how that went and um on next week's episode so let's transition y'all into what we like to call why tiffany is still single um, we, uh, you know, and why apparently I may still be because as long as I'm in Facebook groups and other groups, I will never not have entertainment news, entertaining news for you guys because some of the stuff I see on social media really, really blows my mind. It is quite astounding, and um, that's the tea on that. So I was in this Facebook group, or I'm in this Facebook group, which I'm rarely in. Because I turned off the notifications for some of these groups because I don't be talking about nothing. But this particular thing came across my timeline in this group. And so a guy made this status. <laughs> and it says, teamwork make the dream work. But as a man, ain't no way I'm making a grocery list. Especially if I'm, in quotation marks, eating the groceries. Because apparently he thought that was clever. So basically, this man is saying, I'm, and I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase because I just read verbatim. Basically, teamwork makes a dream work, but men don't make grocery lists um, because we're too busy eating groceries, um, as in ass. Um, and so then he decided he wanted to further elaborate on that in the comments by himself. Nobody said anything. He just went in the comments and started talking to himself. Um, he goes, and in order to get the list, you have to dissect the fridge and plan the cooking and so on and so forth. I mean, I don't know about most, but ideally, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. If I'm being the man I'm supposed to be, then I don't got time to preoccupy, preoccupy myself with grocery lists and cooking all the time. Routinely, that is an action that a woman embodies um, mind you, he put woman in capital letters. Um, and so after that, I decided, um, you know what, buddy? I am going to go ahead and, um, respond to him and say, Oh, wait, guys, look, let me cut it short for a second because I didn't realize that you can only record 
for 30 minutes on the web browser. <laughs> I guess that's a downside to using the computer. So I'm going to stop this and I'm going to pick it back up. Um, and hopefully it'll connect. So if not, you'll just get two episodes. So stay tuned, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back. So, as you heard on the first half hour (laughs) of the show um, for this episode, I didn't realize that you only got 30 minutes if you record it from the computer. So, I guess that's out because y'all know I don't know how to finish a show in 30 minutes. Um, So, I left off talking about um, an interaction that I had on Facebook um, with the guy who was explaining why... Uh, women are supposed to cook and why he men shouldn't make grocery lists because that is a woman a woman's duties and a woman's job Um, and so at the very end um, he basically said um, he doesn't have time to uh, preoccupy himself with the grocery list and um, because that's an action a woman embodies. And so then I interjected and basically told him, sir, cooking and knowing how to plan meals is a basic life skill, not a gender, gender role, beloved. That was my response. He said, but it typically is. Let's just be honest with three explanation marks. And what do you think a man prefers with three question marks? And what woman really want her man making the grocery list? What if there's kids involved? Kids that's not his. <sighs> ah! Okay, so then my rebuttal to that was because he was very serious about what if there are kids involved? Kids, they're not his. My response was, if we're being honest, society has a bad habit of grooming girls at an early age to learn basic life skills such as cook, clean, etc. and not boys. This is not okay. To say, what do you think a man prefers? Um, How is knowing how to maintain a household a preference? What woman wouldn't want a man that knows how to make a grocery list? And if you're worried about feeding and caring for kids that aren't yours, should you even be with the mother? So his response to that, ladies and gentlemen, was, it's not a matter of knowing how, it's a matter of position. In life, we all have one, especially depending on timing in life. But ultimately, it's no difference in the man taking out the trash. I don't want my woman touching trash. It's not sexy. So what's sexy about a man who does what women typically do? At that point, y'all, let me just be very clear on how I could not continue on in conversation with this man as obviously I was talking to a toddler um, and that wasn't going to work out for me and I was trying to prevent um, further headache and preserve my mental health so that being said sir or sirs um, if you have this pattern of thinking this way of thinking if you feel like basic life skills such such as knowing how to go to the fucking grocery store is a woman role or a gender role, then you ought to just go ahead and be by your fucking self forever. There, taking care of yourself, knowing how to buy groceries, knowing how to stock a refrigerator, knowing how to inventory what you have, making a list of what the fuck you don't have, taking your black or otherwise ass to the store and buying groceries is not a fucking gender role. Neither is cooking. Neither is cleaning. Neither is doing laundry. Neither is any fucking basic ass life skill. If this is your pattern of thinking, you should... If you don't already, which I'm going to assume he probably does, which is why he thinks the way he thinks, move back in with your motherfucking mama. If that's what you think relationships are about, or if that's what you think a woman's place is, is to cook clean and bend over when you say so, so you can eat groceries. Um, That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works, sir. If that is the thinking pattern of... um, the uh, male species um, that I have to choose from for dating, no thanks. I'm going to go ahead and continue to 
um, buy my flowers for myself, cook my own meals, talk shit with my friends, go out with my friends, and have occasional sex that's never good anyway. Um, so probably won't be doing that. And, and, and speaking in that same vein, um, you know, we talked about this on the past episode uh, last week. You know, the way things are looking with this current fucking administration, sex is becoming more and more of a liability any fucking way. So no matter how good it is or was or used to be or whatever the fuck, hey, listen, I have managed to go without it for long periods of time, as some of my girlfriends have. We talk about it all the time. Some, Most times by default because you don't want stupid juice to leak on your pussy or anywhere near you. So, you decide to start keeping it to yourself because, what the fuck? Men, men, do y'all even hear y'all some fucking times? Like, sheesh. Y'all just say shit and don't think about the shit y'all say. And... I'm actually y'all do and y'all just think that's what it is and so the more some of y'all talk the scarier I get the scarier or the more scared I become and the less I want to give the sex to you like the less I want to be bothered the less I want to talk like it's it's really becoming sad out here and based on the fact that you know basically uh for lack of better words rape and uh incest and all these things are basically about to be legal since you know they're again trying to pass laws stating that if i do get raped or if something does happen or if i do get impregnated hell even if i get impregnated by my husband and we both decide hey we don't want to have this child or my tubes are tied or you know whatever and people still do get pregnant even after procedures um you're still going to tell me it will be a felony to abort the child, um, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and keep all my lady parts to myself and that'll be less of an ill that I'll have to take in the long run. Um, and and, and it, that just astounded me. So that's just one example, y'all, of why I could not deal with... Uh, <laughs> some of the shit that I see on, on social media and some of the ideology of these men and gender roles and how is tra- how is taking out the trash a sexual like why is that even put in the same sentence as taking out the trash is not sexy bitch making a grocery list ain't sexy buying grocery what is but taking care of yourself buying groceries taking the trash out I don't think of any of those things as sexy now what I do think is sexy is the house being in a certain order after you've done whatever it is that you do Um, because a happy house and a clean house and a stocked refrigerator means that you can cook for me or I can cook for you or that we can get busy on the countertop because it's not dirty in the kitchen like I mean then that's when the sexy comes to mind like the things that occur after your business is in order no neither gender taking the trash out is sexy man nor woman nor whoever taking the trash out in general is not a task that you would generally equate with sexy neither the fuck is buying groceries so this man um and i use the term as lightly as fucking possible as light as fucking popcorn um his views are alarming and astounding to me and so that being said i i i'm just really just baffled at that and really just thought it was a whole ass hoot um in his pattern of thinking so since we are um or i did mention very briefly um you know going back to the conversation we were having about you know what the government is trying to do or some of the legislation they are trying to pass i actually received a listener letter um and so thank you listener for sending in your letter and this listener had a question uh in regards to some of the things we talked about last week and so I am going to um attempt to pull that question up as we speak and go ahead and read on it and the question says regarding parental rights and such when do men's parental rights become enforceable when woman and man 
conceive a child. Also, when do the rights of unborn yet very much alive human fetuses slash babies become independent? So to me, that's a twofold question. So I'm going to start with the back end of that. Um, So if you don't know or, you know, listener, I'm sure you're aware um, because I actually know this listener. (laughs) So based on our interaction, um, that abortion on only happens at certain stage of a fetus, um, certain stages in the pregnancy. And most times it is in which that fetus um, seed is not a full yet conceptualized human. Um, and that is why they have uh, laws or, you know, restrictions on when you can get um, an abortion. Um and the legality of it all, if, if, if I make any sense with that. So that is why there are certain things in place that after a certain time, you are unable to um, abort the child after it is a fully recognizable um, being, living, breathing being. And then at that point, you have other options such as adoption Um if you do have to carry the baby to term. Um, so that's my thoughts on that part of it. Um, I don't, because I believe in pro-choice, because I am a pro-choice person, because again, a lot of these pregnancies, some of them are from sex trafficking. Some of them are from, you know, abuse. Some of them are from, you know, situations in which I could imagine carrying to term. A baby in those situations, no matter how precious a life is or no matter how precious, you know, a human life is, I couldn't imagine the mental prison that I would live in carrying a baby to term um, because some women do, some women have, and that is your prerogative. And if you have that type of strength or have that type of mindset that no matter how the baby got there, you're going to carry that baby to term and love it the best you can, then by all means, do what you do. You know, my best wishes to you. I hope that you are able to, you know, seek the help. If you need the therapy, if you need the guidance, you get all the love and support that you need um, in regards to raising that child. But for me, I couldn't imagine. Um having to do so um, in a case where there is no for, forcible um, sex or nothing tragic happened and it was just you know we both agree or we didn't agree and we now we're pregnant and um, and I think this is going to touch on the other beginning half of the question which is when do men's parental rights become enforceable <sighs> just the word enforceable that already makes me cringe um, because it's like I'm trying to um, make my not my feelings valid but let me just say it like this and this is in the the words of the great late great uh, Tupac Shakur um And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. And that's just that. That's how I feel. I feel like for all the men who want to be stand-up fathers or who are stand-up men and want to be a part of the baby's life or want to be, you know, around or want to be a good dad, kudos. And I hope that the women or the woman that you're dealing with wants the same and you guys can come to, you know, agree agreeable terms and if y'all let's say y'all not together or whatever um because it, the, the question you ask kind of seems like you're speaking from a point of maybe you know y'all are not married or something you're like when because anytime you say when does a man rights become enforceable i'm assuming it's somebody who maybe y'all are not legally committed to each other or whatever um or even if y'all are at the end of the day Here's what I need men to understand. Even if you think you understand, I'm going to just go ahead and say it anyway. When it comes to giving birth or when it comes to children, yes, you did provide a seed. You provided sperm, which then impregnated the egg or, you know, attached to the egg. And now here we are, baby on the way. However, 
However, the woman is the host. The woman's body goes through the most. The woman has to make many, 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 many sacrifices in regards to hosting a whole nother human. Hair is falling out. Um, I've had friends' teeth have fallen out um, or rotted. Um, so many things are going on. Your body is going through all these changes. You have to switch up your lifestyle if you drink, if you smoke. I mean, we know some women who don't, but I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the women who are like, okay, baby on the way. I got to chill on all this extracurricular activity because I need my baby to make it here. Happy, healthy, and safe. Um, women who are planning on uh, breastfeeding, they either have to you know, do the pump and dump. If you don't know what that is, you know, they have to plan their recreational things around baby nursing time. And I know that sounds very or may sound very um, trivial or I, I can hear men now going, oh, well, that's just a sacrifice you make as a mama. And if you knew you was going to have a baby, you're going to be nursing. You know, you can't smoke, you can't drink. And that's my point. There is so much sacrifice that comes with being the mother, being a mother, um, things that your body cannot do anymore or you have to not partake in or whatever. And yes, you did agree to have this baby. And yes, you there, you know, as um, a responsible adult, yes, there, there are things that you will be giving up. Um, but that is your choice that's the choice you made fine so I'm not giving a woe is me but what I am saying is um there's a lot that a lot of the burden of childbirth is on the mother having children is on the mother um even if the debt is there you know financially or whatever at the end of the day if we're if we're being real daddies y'all don't gotta do nothing but be there and you know if you're going to be an active daddy, you know, show up to the hospital or, you know, hold my hand or comfort me, bring me a pint of ice cream. But your body is not going through none of these fucking changes. You're not experiencing any of this. And to be fair, unless we have a written binding contract like the one Ariel had with Ursula on the Little Mermaid and, and we zap it into existence where legally you can't leave me um, even if it's not a marriage because we're so let's let's take marriage aside because marriage is you can get a divorce unless we got a document notarized saying you can't leave me after I had this baby or whatever the case may be and even then you could try to get it annulled if you wanted to whatever it's always an option for daddies to walk away men will say all the time I've heard, you know, several people, hey, you know, in the throes of passion, have my baby, or I want to be, a, you know, I want you to have my baby, or I'm going to be there. Then as soon as she says something you don't like, or as soon as y'all get in an argument, you you gone. And then the mother is usually left holding the bag. And that is why, and maybe I'll have you on the show, listener. Maybe I'll have you on the show because I would love to hear your rebuttal because I know you and I know you have rebuttals. So um, that being said, I just feel like a lot of responsibility will fall falls on the mom. And in the event that dad decides I don't want to be a part no more, mom is left holding the bag. And so... As far as when do men's rights become enforceable? And then let me just take it a step further. My current job, and y'all know I don't really mention where I work because job, but my current job, I part of my job does deal with friend of the court. And let me tell y'all, some of the stories I hear, the things I hear, sometimes these men come in um, dealing with that matter. And the stories I hear when they when they're talking to each other, when they're waiting for their turn to be heard or seen or whatever the case may be. Um, man, I hear all types of this be that be um, I can't believe they literally be acting like they don't know why <laughs> they have a uh, friend of the court or why they are in the position they're in and now it's all the woman's fault and I can't believe she did this and she did that and it's like yo you partially you halfway half of that baby is you 
So now all of a sudden, it's the mom's fault. And when I hear, like, so y'all, one believes just some of the stuff I hear daily about how men feel about the babies that are now here that all of a sudden they don't want to take care of or it was all good. You know, when you was going in raw and then when the baby got here, now all of a sudden she a bee, she this, she that. And the attitude is more like the baby is a liability as opposed to a blessing or them being excited that the baby is here. It's like it's hindrance in their day. It's hindrance in their time. It's hindrance in their life that they have to take care of this matter. And so on that alone, and this could be super biased, and it probably is, but on that alone, I'd be like, whoo, enforceable rights, Drake. Like, (laughs) what enforceable rights? Because y'all act like y'all don't want the kid. You know, some of y'all, and of course not all of y'all, because that's not fair, but some of y'all really be acting like y'all don't even want the kid. Um, So it's just one of those things, facts of life that, you know, because women are the bearer of the children, because women are the host bodies of the children, we just have the, the say-so. And if that's something that you have an issue with, maybe stop busting in women. Maybe wear a condom. Maybe get a vasectomy. Get a vasectomy. Yes. Get vasectomies. Get vasectomies. And then you won't have to worry about unwanted pregnancies. If you're done or if you you don't trust women that much or if you feel like it's an issue so much where you feel like your rights and this and that, hey, snip them things, snip that thing and, and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. If that's what it is, if you enjoy sex but you don't enjoy the um, responsibilities of being a daddy or it concerns you that women have so much power over their bodies or the situation, hey, get a vasectomy. And that's all I can say because... I'm not saying that I don't think men have any rights or any say so, but it, but the truth of the matter is the woman holds the majority of the vote when it comes to childbirth. And that's just what it is, because we are the ones that have to really, really deal with the things that come along with uh, bearing a child. So that's my answer. Um, you know, <laughs> take it or leave it. Those are my thoughts. So speaking of unwanted children. Oh, Let's, um, I, I don't even know if this is a Tiffany two cents, but sure, let's go there. Uh, your boy, y'all get your man for, this is a sports segment for y'all who listen to my show, who likes sports, because y'all know I don't be caring about nobody's sports. Um, but just to keep y'all men interested, y'all boy, Reggie Bush, get your boy, <laughs> get your boy, y'all, get your boy, get your boy, because apparently your boy decided that he was going to get um, some cocktail waitress, waitress, bartender, whatever, um, pregnant. And um, he is very much married, very much a married man um, to his wife who looks strikingly and scarily similar to Kim Kardashian, who he'll never have again, as far as we know. Um, But he made sure that his wife looked as similar to her as possible. And apparently the wife also knew about uh, the pregnancy in which he and his wife, after he probably had to come clean because the girl probably came and said, hey, I'm pregos. What are we going to do about this? He then said, hey. I don't want the baby. Um, And so here's $3 million to get rid of the baby. Y'all, $3 million fucking dollars to get rid of a baby. And to keep quiet about it. So it was to get rid of the baby and also to keep quiet about it. Well, uh, y'all know that that didn't happen. She kept quiet not about it. And not only did she not keep quiet about it, but she has decided um, that she's looking for a home. A nice home for her and her baby to be. And um, also having planning a lavish baby shower um, with that part of that money um so here's the thing back to this conversation at the end of the day (laughs) thinking that you Reggie Bush and thinking that you're gonna pay your problems away I don't know why in 2019 
men even still think that hush money is a thing. These women is singing like songbirds, y'all. Cock-a-doodle-damn-do. There is no hush money anymore. Like, you, there. if y'all didn't have nothing legally binding, which clearly y'all didn't, you just thought you was going to trust her, or she said, oh, you can trust me, or whatever, give me this money, and I'm going to now go ahead and take your money, pretend like I'm going to you know, take care of the matter and then I'm going to turn around and not. And if y'all don't believe for one second that this woman is going to start receiving child support payments, y'all are sadly mistaken because as much as he could argue, oh, well, she agreed and I paid her this and this and that. While that very well may be, let me tell you what car she going to play. And y'all can bet me all the money y'all want to. We can take it to the cash app. If y'all want to cash app, bet me that this woman ain't going to do what she do. Look, e- email me. Email me at tiffanytuneup at gmail.com and we'll place a bet. And what y'all think is going to happen as far as her receiving child support and what I think is going to happen. What I think is going to happen is she's going to go to them court. She's going to request child support. And guess what? She's going to get it. I'm going to tell you why. His defense is going to be, oh, well, I pay her this amount. She agreed to not have it. She's going to agree to that. And she's going to say, yes, that's true. And then she's going to come out with her tiny violin. Because tiny violins aren't just for guys, but those are the biggest uh, offenders. Um, but tiny violins can also be used by women. And she's going to pull out her tiny violin. And she's going to start telling the court about how she agreed to do this. And yes, at first, she thought it was a great idea. But as the pregnancy moved along, she started to have a connection with the baby and then she decided that even if he didn't want to be a part of the baby's life she wanted to yada 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 y'all see where I'm going with this shit so I'm telling y'all now that lady gonna get whatever she asked for and also to add to that if we want to place additional bets his wife is going to leave him because now we're publicly embarrassed now money is going out the house to this uh child that is not within our marriage her and the kids are going to leave and i'm gonna take it a step further and say i would not be fucking surprised if the mistress and the wife didn't set his ass up because i promise you this this is not his first time with infidelity she has been knowing for a while that reggie bush has been stepping out she's been playing her cards right stacking her chips saving her money making her bank accounts um transferring her coins doing all the things so that when this shit came out which again my theory is they linked up um and she said look girl i'm gonna make it seem like i'm all baffled confused uh carrying on we're gonna give you this three million he giving it to you as hush money i'm giving it to you as a down payment on my freedom okay uh so she's planning her harriet tubman on this nigga because he's been cheating on her let's be very clear so niggas y'all will never are smart women i'm just telling y'all right now just get used to it so i'm pretty sure that three million was a, a down payment um she's going to use that she's going to go to court she's going to do all the hoopla the wife is going to act like i can't take this anymore i'm out of here this is too much i'm leaving blah 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 um and then after that's over the wife is going to be on somebody's real housewife of something with the kids and she's going to stage an episode with the mistress and they're going to talk and guess what they're going to hug it out they're going to go to lunch they're going to laugh about it she's going to be like oh well we're family now because the kids have the same dad so we can at least try to get along i'm telling y'all mona scott don't steal this shit i know it's happening if you do you owe me a storyline royalty credit or whatever um because i will come for you if you hear this podcast and you take the storyline i'm coming for you so it is what it is um because this is pre-recorded and copywritten um based on date of stamp so don't do it mona and anybody else who thinks they about to make a reality show and steal my storyline but i'm just telling y'all that's what it's gonna be so that being said reggie bush I don't know if Charlemagne already gave you the donkey of the day, but if he didn't, he damn near should. Cause whoo, boy, I tell you, <laughs> the the audacity of it all, the three million dollars of it all, is astounding to me. And the last, uh, I guess, entertainment uh, thing or thing that is a new topic could be considered hot topic. 
So apparently one uh, late rest in heaven, Nipsey Hustle, um, there's a custody battle going on um, for his daughter between the daughter's mother and the Nipsey sister. Um, and apparently uh, the daughter has been staying with the sister. She's been um, taking care of her. Well, Nipsey had legal custody of the daughter, but she was still able to see the daughter, being able to see the daughter. Uh, but since he has passed away, um, his unfortunate uh, death, uh, the sister has been taking care of the, the daughter, which she has been obviously or apparently an instrumental part in raising her and has always been around. Um, so here's my thoughts about it. So they've been to court. The court is granting, you know, continued stay or custody with the sister until, you know, further legal action or further uh, proceedings. Um, the mom is trying to get custody or at least get um visitation with the daughter until they sort all this out um so here's the unfortunate thing apparently uh the mom has had um the children or a child taken from her because of neglect in the past she has also has a rap sheet that dates back to like 2006-2007 and she has a history of a DUI and so that doesn't look really good in her favor and it seems like the daughter um, is in a healthy environment with the sister um, with her aunt she's been around she knows her um, I, I, she knows the mother too but this is where she's acclimated and been staying um, with the sister and so I'll say this if in fact the mother has maybe cleaned up her life or, um, you know, she's on the right track and she has dealt with her issues or the things, uh, her rap sheet or whatever, um, that would prevent her from being a mother to the child or having sole custody of this child. Ah, it's hard to say because I kind of think everybody deserves a chance. Um, just like somebody who's a recovering addict or something of that nature and they get their life cleaned up and they want a chance to have a relationship with their kid I do think everybody deserves that chance but also it's hard because what if we give her that chance or what if they give her that chance and she decides you know I want to relapse and the baby's in the car or whatever like then everybody's gonna be feeling like oh i knew i shouldn't have or we knew we shouldn't have or y'all knew she had this rap sheet or y'all knew she had this past you know why would y'all give her custody and so it's kind of a um a catch-22 situation i do think that what should happen in all fairness again based on her the mom's rap i think she should give Supervised, supervised visits. I do. I don't think they should completely keep her away from the daughter if she's not causing any harm or being a threat to her um, health or anything like that, or a threat to the daughter in any way. I do think she should have visitation rights. And I do think she should be able to see her and uh, spend time with her and all that. The court did allow her to spend uh, a few minutes along with her in the courtroom or at court. Um, just to talk because she said she hadn't seen her in months or she hadn't seen her since the uh, the uh, funeral. Um, and so I do think that she should get visitation. Um, but I also do think if the daughter had been in Nipsey's custody and that's where she's been staying and she's, you know, have has a relationship with the aunt and she's accustomed to a certain life and the way of living, um, then that's where she should stay. And it seems like from the articles I've read, the aunt has her best interest at heart. And I think once the daughter gets of age where she can, because I think she's 10 now, I think when she gets a little bit older and is able to make a, um, a few decisions on her own or more uh, guided decisions or a little more adult per se decisions, then she can say, okay, well, I want to see my mom more or I would like to see my mom on my own terms or, you know, I feel safe with my mom or whatever it is. Um, but she's not really at that age, unfortunately, to make that kind of call. And so the people who are in her life who are of a sound mind or who are in a position in which 
she's not in danger, they do kind of have to make that call. So that's why, you know, in life, it's important to really think about all the decisions you're making, really think about all the things you're doing, especially when kids are involved. Like, I feel like I live, I don't have a rap sheet or, you know, um, things that would, if I had a kid or if something like this was to happen, would come up and they would see me as an unfit mom, per se, in the eyes of the law, um, when it comes to paper or the paperwork of it all. Um, but that's mm, having a kid is a, is, a, is a selfless act. So you do have to think about the consequences of your actions uh, when you're doing things out here in the world. Um, because unfortunately, Nipsey passing now creates a situation for the mother in which she might have to fight for custody if she will even get it for her daughter when that wasn't really the case at first. Well, he had custody um and now that he's gone it's like oh this is my chance to get in there but that's not quite really how that works and so I'm just hoping for the best at the end of the day for the daughter and I hope whatever is worked out uh on her behalf is in her best interest and that's really what it's about so those are my random thoughts and my ramblings y'all I hope that y'all had a good weekend last weekend I hope this Memorial Day weekend y'all be safe have fun whatever you do um try to stay out of trouble or trouble that will get you in trouble (laughs) and um you know where to hit me up send me your questions comments concerns tiffany tune up t-i-f-f-a-n-y-t-u-n-e-u-p at gmail.com and as always i love y'all and i will talk to you next week